0: You're listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Fellowship Baptist Church is located in Clark Lake, Michigan. Today's message is part of a series called Rooted in Christ by Pastor Daniel White. Now let's prepare our hearts as Pastor White brings forth God's truth from his word
1: today. Uh, Well, let's have a word of prayer and we'll get started. And we're going to be in Psalms 107 here tonight. And then we're going to begin with verse 23. We're going to talk here this evening on surviving the storms of life. And if we just mentioned, the storm that Terry is in right now uh, was in when she was uh, still dealing with her foot situation. Um, My heart just goes out to the Pierce's as they have really been through some storms. But we all experience storms in life. We can't live life without going through storms. And these are occasions that bring real pain and suffering, and even personal loss, but how do we survive? How do we really navigate through these storms of life? That's what we're going to talk about here this evening. So let's all join our hearts in prayer tonight. Heavenly Father, I come before you. We thank you for the technology that we have that we can still uh, go into the homes of our people and have a Wednesday night service and assemble ourselves together, even though uh, we're just scattered throughout this uh, uh, area. And so, Lord, bless tonight, bless your word, encourage your people. And if there be someone here tonight that doesn't know you as their Lord and personal Savior, Father, I pray that uh, by the end of this message, they will have given their heart to you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, so once again, Psalms 107, we'll begin with verse 23, surviving the storms of life. They that go down to the sea in ships that do business in great waters. These see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. For he commandeth and riseth the stormy wind, which lifteth up the waves thereof. They mount up to the heaven. They go down again to the depths. Their soul is melted. Look at that phrase. Their soul is melted. Whose soul? The soul of the the sailors who are so fearful. Their soul is melted because of trouble, because of the storm that they're in. They reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man and are at their wit's end. Have you ever been at your wit's end? Then they cry, unto the Lord in their trouble, and he bringeth them out of their distresses. He maketh the storm a calm, so that the waves thereof are still. Then are they glad because they be quiet. So he bringeth them unto their desired haven. O oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men let them exalt him also in the congregation of the people and praise him in the assembly of the elders. So like I said, we all go through storms of life when trouble comes, verse 26, when our hearts seem to melt within us. There are natural storms that we face in life. We think of the hurricanes, which we don't experience up here, but some of our southern states do. And the devastation that those hurricanes cause as people's homes and lives are completely destroyed. We see the floods that come. We see the tornadoes, especially in uh, the Midwest. And uh, just recently, we've seen the devastation of these tornadoes. And our hearts goes out to those people uh, whose homes are just, uh, just totally and completely destroyed. There's emotional storms that we go through in life. And, and sometimes these can even be worse than the physical storms that we face. Uh, uh, you think of all the emotional abuse that's out there in the world today. It's, it's painful. We think of poor health, like we just mentioned with, with Terry here earlier. Uh, certainly is a storm that uh, many of you are going through right now. There's financial storms, struggles that we have, maybe because of an economic downturn that we're experiencing right now, the loss of a job. I just talked with someone this morning who has lost their job. The the inability to uh, earn enough money to pay your bills. talked to someone yesterday that said we just cannot make ends meet. They're in a financial storm. There are relational issues that cause stormy conditions in our home and in our families, feelings of being rejected and unloved and 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 just not being accepted by our family and the bitterness that there is in so many families, just storms, rage within families. There's spiritual storms that we experience. Many of them happen because of our disobedience to God. We're choosing to go our own way, resulting in real spiritual turbulence taking place as the conviction of the Holy Spirit comes into our heart and then we begin to suffer the consequences of our sin. And I want you to understand something here uh, this evening. Living outside of the will of God puts you in odds with God. That is a terrible place for someone to be. Here's a verse that I shared Sunday, Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 13 through verse 15. And the Lord saith, because they, referring to his people, because they have forsaken my law, which I set before them, and have not obeyed my voice, neither walked therein, but have walked after the imagination of their own heart, therefore thus saith the Lord of hosts, behold, I will feed them, even this people, my people, with wormwood, and give them the water of gall or bitterness in life to drink. So living outside of the will of God puts us in odds with the Lord and can cause spiritual storms to rage in our lives. Who would have ever thought that as a nation and now as a world, we'd be facing this coronavirus or uh, COVID-19, I'm not sure why they call it, COVID-19, I've never really looked into that. But we would never imagine that we'd be living through a pandemic that would rage uh, and bring uh, poor health as well as financial collapse. These are storms. And storms of life challenge us as Christians, not the unbeliever. But it challenges us as Christians, number one, to believe the promises of God, to embrace the truth of Scripture as we go through these storms. And then number two, to motivate us to trust the God of all comfort. Remember our devotion this morning, the God of all comfort that comforts us in all of our tribulations. So we were able to comfort others with the comfort wherewith we have received of the Lord. So let's believe the promises of Scripture. Let's turn to the Lord and let's trust Him for the comfort that we need, for the support that we need, for the provisions that we need during these storms that we face in life. These are turbulent times, no question about it. And they can bring our mind to think of all kinds of questions during this time. For example, where is God? It's everything seems to be falling apart around us. Where is God? We ask ourselves, why has this happened? Why, why has the Lord allowed this? Did God cause this? Will this come to an end? And if it will come to an end, when will it come to an end? I'll tell you right now, all storms eventually come to an end. But the only really safe place that you can go for the answers to these turbulent times, I believe, is the word of God. Men don't seem to have the answers, do they? Psalm 119, verse 50, another verse that I quoted this morning. David said, this is my comfort in my affliction, for the word hath quickened me. God's word has quickened me. It's brought me alive. I was so discouraged and depressed, and the biblical word downtrodden, but it quickened me. It lifted me up. So we have God's word to encourage us during times like this. We have the Holy Spirit which Jesus said, and I will pray the Father and he shall send you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. We cannot lose our salvation. We cannot lose the abiding presence of the Spirit of God. And when we seek him, when we get into the word, the Holy Spirit uses the word to comfort us. Now, I want you to think of a biblical doctrine that can really help you navigate and survive the storms of life. It's called the sovereignty of God. So what is the sovereignty of God? The sovereignty of God simply means that God is in control. None of this has taken the Lord by surprise. He is in control Psalms 103 verse 19 The Lord has established his throne in the heavens listen to this and his kingdom and we could we could replace the word kingdom with sovereignty his sovereignty rules over all so over all things God is the ruler he's in control First Chronicles chapter 29 says this thine O Lord is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. For all that is in heaven and in earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. Both riches and honor come from thee, and thou reignest over all. And in thine hand is power and might, and in thy hand it is to make great. To give strength unto all. So the Lord wants to strengthen us just as He did those sailors. He wants to strengthen us during these storms that we have to face. Now, listen to me here tonight. Don't ever forget that God is your Heavenly Father. He loves you, He cares about you, He'll never leave you nor forsake you. He tells us throughout Scripture to trust Him. And as we said this morning, He's got this. It's all in his control. Now let's go back to our text, Psalm 107, pick back up with verse 23 through verse 32, and let's just kind of break this down here. This uh, passage of scripture describes for us a literal storm that the sailors found themselves in, but it provides insight, there's spiritual application that's given here. It provides insight into the Lord's role in the various storms of life that come our way, and that we have to face. So think about this. As we sail through this life, storms will inevitably come. I think of those health, wealth, and prosperity gospel preachers. That is a false gospel right there, because the storms of life will come. You cannot avoid them. Some of these storms are very mild, and yet some of them are devastating. Some of you are going through mild storms right now. Some of you are going through devastating storms at this present time. But the scene that we have right here, look at verse 23 through verse 26. The scene is a ship at sea battling a terrible storm. Now, just kind of get that image in your mind. Now, if I had a PowerPoint presentation that I usually use on Wednesday night, I would throw a picture of a ship caught in a terrible storm and the sailors doing everything they can do to try to save the ship. In the midst, look at the verse 27 through verse 28, in the midst of their fear and their anxiety and helplessness, the Bible said that these sailors, they cry out for God's help. There's nothing they can do. They knew the ship was sinking. They tried everything. And they cry out to God for help. The prophet Jeremiah said, Call unto me, call unto me, and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. We don't turn to the government, we don't turn to friends or family, or even to the church. Who do we turn to? We turn to the Lord. We cry unto the Lord. And what happened in this passage when they came to their wits' end, when they knew they could not save themselves, they knew that death was imminent? What did they do? They called unto the Lord, and the Lord answered them. The sailors prayed, God responded. He brings them out of their distress. He calms the storm. And I love this. He guides them safely into a haven of rest. Verse 29 through verse 30. What an amazing passage of scripture with spiritual application. Now look at verse 31 through verse 32. What was the response of the the sailors? Well, after the storm was over, and like I said, all storms will come to an end, what did they do? They broke forth in praise and thanksgiving to the Lord for his loving kindness, for his wonderful deliverance, and then they wanted everyone in the congregation to know how God had delivered them. Was God in the storm? The answer to that is yes. Yes. Yes, he was in the storm. Is God in this storm? Yes, he's in this storm. Is God in your storm? Yes, he is. Look at verse 25. It says, these are the works of the Lord. What are the works of the Lord? The storm that they were in. In verse 29, it says, he maketh the storm a calm. Is God in the storm? Absolutely. He's there. Sometimes the Lord interrupts our lives by sending a storm. Sometimes we cause the storms, as I mentioned earlier, because of our sinful choices. We can bring a lot of storms. We can bring a lot of trouble, is the word we find here. Their soul melted because of trouble. We can bring a lot of trouble upon ourselves because of our willful disobedience to the Lord. As a result, we may become... Fearful during these storms, anxious. We may feel distant from God. Where is God? We may blame others for the storm, or we may even blame God for the storm. But be careful because you can become useless for God's work if you do not respond to the storm in a right way. You can ruin your personal testimony during these storms. Let me tell you something, that during the storm that we're in right now as a country, God has given us great opportunity. If we don't respond to this storm correctly, we will give the Gentiles, the unbelievers, much occasion to blaspheme our Lord. So on Friday, during our devotional time, we're going to share with you some ways I believe that we can glorify God and minister to others during this time, but we have to stay strong in the storm. I think of David and Jonah. They're two men that come to my mind. There many examples of this can be given in Scripture. But think about the storm that David brought into his life because of his adulterous relationship with Bathsheba. The son that was born of that relationship dies. The sword does not depart out of David's house. There was continual conflict in his family because of his disobedience to God. The storm raged. We think of Jonah. Because of his disobedience to the Lord, he is swallowed by a great fish, vomited up three days later onto the seashore. So why did Jonah go through that storm? Why was he taken to the deep in the fish's belly? All because he walked in disobedience to God. So stop and think about this. No matter what has caused the storm, maybe your disobedience and walking outside of the will of God, maybe that's caused the storm. Maybe it's just that God has allowed the storm to come in your life. But for whatever reason you find yourself in a storm, God's there. And His sovereignty, don't ever forget it, His sovereignty rules over all. God brought David and Jonah both through their storm, even though they caused it. As I thought about that, this is the word that came to my mind is grace. What a gracious God we have that even if we have brought the storm into our lives, he is there to bring us through it. And so this song came to my mind, one of my favorite, grace that is greater than all our sin. Listen to the words. Marvelous grace of our loving Lord, grace that exceeds our sin and our guilt, yonder on unca- There where the blood of the Lamb was spilt. Sin and despair like the sea waves cold. Threaten the soul with infinite loss. Grace that is greater, yes grace untold. Points to the refuge, the mighty cross. Dark is a stain that we cannot hide. What can avail to wash it away? Look there is flowing a crimson tide. Brighter than snow you can be today. Marvelous, infinite, matchless grace, freely bestowed on all who believe. You that are longing to see his face, will you this moment his grace receive? Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that will pardon and cleanse within. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that is greater than all of our sin. As we read this passage of Scripture, and I'm going to conclude the message here tonight in just a moment, I was reminded of that passage of Scripture about the disciples when they were caught in a storm. A few months ago, I actually preached on this passage of Scripture. Uh, It's found in Mark chapter 4, verse 35 through verse 41. Listen as I read. And the same day when the evening was come, he saith, Unto them. Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, and so it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, I love one of my favorite phrases in Scripture. What manner of man is this? That even the wind and the sea obey him. The sovereignty of God. He is in control even of the storms of life. As I was preparing this message for tonight, I asked myself the question, why does God allow storms to come into our lives? And There were seven things that came to my mind as I look back on the storms that I have been through in my life. And I know my dear wife has been through a lot of storms with her health, and I've watched others as I've been in the ministry go through storms and tried to encourage them and help them during these times. these came to mind, there are seven things. Number one, it's to get our attention. Sometimes when everything is going well and we feel good and the bills are paid and everyone's in harmony with each other, we have a tendency to forget the Lord. But through the storms of life, He does get our attention. Number two, He brings us to repentance. If we have caused the storm that he brings us to repentance. Number three, he conforms us to his image. It's an amazing thing that God does that. Number four, he reminds us who is in control. So many times as we've watched the news broadcast lately, people say, you know what? We can't control this. We're out of control. It's a good thing for us to realize that we are not in control, but he is. Number five is to reveal himself to us. God becomes real to us during the storms of life. Number six is to demonstrate his power in our lives. Just as he did here in these passages. Who is this man that even the wind and the sea obey him? And then number seven, storms give us opportunity to minister to others. And again, We'll come back to that on Friday morning for our devotional time. To get our attention, to bring us to repentance, to conform us to the image of Christ, to remind us who really is in control, to reveal himself, demonstrate his power, and to give us opportunity to minister to others. Let me close with another song. Love the old hymns of the faith, haven of rest. My soul in sad exile was out on life's sea so burdened with sin and distress, till I heard a sweet voice saying, Make me your choice. And I entered the haven of rest, and he brought them into their desired haven. I yielded myself to his tender embrace, in faith taking hold of the word. My fetters fell off, and I anchored my soul. The haven of rest is my Lord the song of my soul since the lord made me whole has been the old story so blessed of jesus who save whosoever will have a home in the haven of rest how precious the thought that we all may recline like john the beloved so blessed on jesus strong arm where no tempest can harm secure in the haven of rest. Oh, come to the Savior. He patiently wakes to save by his power divine. Come anchor your soul in the haven of rest and say, My beloved is mine. And then the chorus I've anchored my soul in the haven of rest. I'll sail the wide seas no more. The tempest may sweep or the wild, stormy deep. In Jesus, I am safe evermore. As we close, let me ask you three questions. How do you respond in the storms of life? Do you get angry, fearful, upset with others and maybe even God? Or do you have this abiding peace, knowing that God will bring you through the storm? Second question I have to ask you, how does it make you feel when you know that God is in control? I'll tell you how it makes me feel. It makes me feel very comforted. And the last question I have is as you look back over the past storms of your life, what has God taught you? Well, I can tell you what He's taught me. He's taught me to trust Him because He's got this. I hope that this was a blessing to you tonight. Again, if you're there and you're listening to this live stream message and you don't know the Lord, you don't know the God of the storm, would you realize that God loves you, sent His only begotten Son to die on Calvary's cross, to bear your sin in His body upon the tree, to shed His precious blood, to offer you the gift of eternal life, the forgiveness of sins in a home in heaven. If you would just repent of your sin tonight and ask the Lord to save you, He'll come into your life. He'll save you. And He'll bring you through the storms.